Hey friends, Heather here. Summer is coming and summer tends to be a time for those of us with body image and comparison issues where body image issues can flare. We think about putting away sweaters and coats and putting on shorts and uh, even swimsuits and body image issues can go out of control. But I want you to be free this summer. And so that's why I'm inviting you to take part in a program I call the Spring Break Free. Now, this program is one I created several years ago. Kind of follows some of the content in the book, Compared to Who. I've offered it before on my website and on Facebook and on YouTube. So if you've been with me a while, you may have already gone through it. But I hope that you'll take this chance to go through it again. And if you're newer around here, let me tell you, this is the perfect perfect opportunity for you to start on an intentional journey out of body image issues and into new freedom before summer comes. So here's how it's going to happen. Starting Monday, April 12th, you'll be able to download a day of the spring break free program every single day through the month of April and into May. These are short little bonus episodes of the podcast, but if you subscribe to this podcast, they'll show up in your podcast carrier just like normal and you can listen to them day by day, or you can just binge them all when you have extra time. Every episode is, you know, six to 10 minutes, and they'll take you in progression through my story of overcoming body image struggles through the gospel. And then I'll start you on a journey with very practical tips on how you can overcome your body image struggles and prepare your heart for summer. Plus, each day on the blog at comparedtowho.me, you can find questions that you can use in your quiet time for reflection. There's links that go with each episode, so bookmark comparedtowho.me and follow along there too so you can really make the most of this journey together. Then, as a celebration of the work we've been doing in the Spring Break Free all month long, mark your calendars. On Thursday, April 29th at 7.30 Central, we'll have a big hang out time on Zoom and you are invited. Bring all your questions, all your thoughts. You'll get to meet other women who've gone through the program with you and there'll be giveaways, fun prizes just for being on the Zoom call. So make sure you're signed up to receive my emails on my website and then you'll get a link to join us at that party. I am super excited, friends, about today's episode. So many people over the years have asked me about clothing and what do you do about clothing? And so one of my coaching clients and I were talking about this this week and I felt like it's time. It's time. I need to talk to my podcast friends on this issue too. But as my client and I were going through this morning, she gave me permission to share this. I just want to share with you her thoughts. So her story is she's been struggling with cleaning out clothes, some clothes that she's had in her closet for more than a decade. And here's what she says. She says, really, I had to get past the lie that getting rid of my skinny clothes meant I was resigning to wearing fat clothes for the rest of my life. That losing this extra weight was never going to happen because these clothes would no longer be there to motivate me. But in reality, they never really did. They just took up real estate in the closet and gathered dust. And I'd add to that and caused her shame. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Stick around. You're going to love it. Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. 
God in his grace showed me a way out. And I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and The Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at ComparedToWho.me. And you just may have seen my epic big fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey there, Heather Creekmore here. Thank you for listening to the Compared to Podcast. Today, I thought I would talk about a topic that a lot of you have written me about over the years, and that is clothing. So there's a couple different aspects to this whole clothing issue. There's the aspect of who wants to buy a new wardrobe, if you're between sizes, let's say you've gained a little weight. That's kind of a big ask to say you need a whole new wardrobe, but you know, maybe you're trying to pursue some body image health and you know that trying to maintain that smaller size might not be realistic for you right now. Like there's all different reasons why maybe you just had a baby or maybe you just had a baby four years ago (laughs) and things didn't go back quite like you thought they would. So there's a variety of reasons why we have a challenge with holding on to clothes that don't fit. But I've written a number of blog posts on this over the years. And I also, when I had a whole team of contributors working with me at Compared to Who, we had this whole group conversation where this was an issue for every single one of my contributors. So I have this strong feeling that this may be an issue for you too. So today, what I want us to do is I want us to talk about the danger. Danger sounds a little extreme, but the potential harm in holding on to clothes that don't fit you in terms of harm to your body image. And then I also want us to talk about like some practical ways to think through this, some strategies, and how to keep those clothes that don't fit from causing you shame. So the first post I wrote about this issue was called Getting Shame Out of Your Closet, which sounded really mysterious, I guess. But for me, what I recognized was I had like business suits and cocktail dresses and all of these clothes hanging in my closet that were no kidding, like four sizes smaller than I wear right now. And every time I went in my closet and saw those, those items of clothing, I felt shame. I felt like, oh, I should still be that. Oh, I should look like that. Oh, what diet should I start so I can look like that again? Now, here's the truth. The truth is most of those clothes I wore before I was married, right? So I had a lot of time. I didn't have any children, right? I had a lot of time. I actually was teaching fitness classes at the time. So I would work out a lot. I didn't have anyone else demanding of my time other than a boss, right? So I could eat what I wanted, when I wanted. I could restrict a lot because I wasn't under stress and pressure to make other people meals. It was not a healthy way to live. I am not glamorizing that in any way, shape, or form. But when I had the ability to live on cantaloupe and salmon burgers, I weighed a different amount than I weigh right now. This was also pre-children. I hadn't had any babies yet. Guess what? Babies change bodies. You probably already knew that. (laughs) But babies change bodies. In fact, after I had my first child, strangest thing, my arms got longer. 
right? And I guess that's sort of normal. People's feet grow, but your bone cartilage softens a little bit, I guess, so your hips can open up and carry the baby and deliver the baby. And so that can happen at different parts of your body. So my arms, like my shirts, my jackets, they were all too small because my arms were longer. Now, having your arms be longer, like that's a simple one, right? No one feels a lot of shame over that, right? You can look at your clothes from before babies and say, oh, well, my arms are longer. Well, that's no big deal. I got to get rid of those clothes because they're not long enough for my arms anymore. But for some reason, when it comes to weight, we tend to shame ourselves more. Like I shouldn't weigh anymore. And I just don't think that that's true. I don't think that's realistic. I don't think that's healthy. You are going to weigh different amounts depending on what season you're in, how much stress you're under, how many demands there are on your time. I weighed less when all I had to worry about was me and I had the freedom to exercise hours a day. Again, not saying that was healthy, (laughs) but I weigh more now and I know I can never go back to that weight. So circling back to clothing. So what do I do about those clothes that symbolize that weight I'll never reach again? It's simple. You got to get rid of them. Now, I did a podcast episode with my friend Dana from A Slob Comes Clean. It is so awesome, you guys. It's gotten a lot of hits on YouTube, like thousands and thousands and thousands, because Dana talked about one of our main problems with why we can't get clothes out of the closet is related to grieving and all this other stuff. It's fascinating. So you are going to want to check out the episode I did with Dana from A Slob Comes Clean. It would be season four, I think. But beyond that, I think part of the reason why we can't let go of those clothes is because of the idealism that I talk about in Burden of Better and I talk about on the blog. We are trapped thinking that those clothes, those smaller size clothes, symbolize some sort of ideal us. And if we can just get back to that ideal us, then everything in life will be better. But I'm here to remind you that there is a solid chance that when you wore those clothes the first time, you didn't feel like your ideal. We forget that. We are so great at revisionist history. We look back and we're like, oh, remember how great life was when I wore that size? But chances are when you wore that size, you didn't feel like life was great. So I'll give you a real life example from my life that happened. This week, my 13-year-old daughter growing up, I'm cleaning out some clothes that no longer fit me. And I had this sweater that I bought maybe four years ago. Okay, so not a long time ago. And I was like, hey, you might like this. Oversized is the look now. Figuring it would be a little big on her, a little baggy. Y'all, this sweater fits her perfectly. It fits her almost like it fit me just four years ago. Now, I do think it shrunk a little bit in the dryer, if I'm honest. Okay, but I have had a wrestling match. Because I am looking at my daughter thinking, oh my word, I used to be that size or close to that size. Like I can't get this thing on now without it looking just bad. (laughs) But I used to be that size. And so I have a choice in my body image battle, right? Remember, I talk a lot about body image issues aren't solved. You're not free because you just no longer care what you look like. You're free when you have that thought, when you have that temptation to stress over it, to worry over it, to obsess over it. You're free when you know how to respond to that. And so the stress, the temptation came, you used to be that small. You should do something to be that small again. What diet could you go on so you could be that small again? How much more exercise time could you put in each day so maybe you could be that small again? And I have to talk back to those messages and say, "Mm, no. Now, I'm I'm 46 years old. 
It is not reasonable that I be the same size as my 13-year-old daughter. What it would take for me to be the same size as her, which honestly, I don't even know if that's possible, but, but what it would take for me to try to get there would be unhealthy for me mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I would have to become obsessive over all the things that I worked hard to be free from obsessing over. That is not worth it. It's okay for me to be too big to wear that sweater that I used to wear. Yeah. And I have to watch her, you know, so it's one thing just to get rid of clothes, <laughs> but I get to watch her wear it. And I get that reminder of, oh, used to be that small. And I got to talk right back to those messages every time. So let's, let's go full circle. So should you keep these two small clothes in your closet? For the most part, no. Now, like I said, if you just had a baby, you need to give your body a little bit of time. Maybe you'll be different when you bounce back. That's okay. But if it's been years, then it's time to say goodbye because I really believe that they're causing you more shame than you know. So, you know, Marie Kondo has her like, pick up your item of clothing and give it a hug. She doesn't have a British accent at all. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't know where that came from. But but she says, pick it up, give it a hug. And if it sparks joy, then you keep it. Here's my Heather Creekmore method, right? Not as catchy as Marie Kondo, but the Creekmore method of cleaning out your closet is look at it. And if it makes you feel guilt and shame, bye-bye. Because here's the thing. I think women with body image issues there's not a lot of our clothing that's going to spark joy. Like I have maybe two things in my closet that I'm excited about. That's that's it. Most of the time, I just don't love clothes. I don't love the way clothes look on me. And that's not self-deprecating. That's not self-loathing. It's just the truth. This is an area where I struggle. And so my freedom has been found in self-forgetfulness, trying not to think too much about my clothes and how I look in them and how they fit me and how they used to fit me and all those things. My goal is to find clothing that is comfortable, find clothing that is flattering for my size and find clothing that does not make me feel ashamed. So the Creekmore method, hold it up. If it causes guilt or shame, bye-bye. That goes in the donate pile because you've got enough guilt and shame coming at you from messages through culture, through Instagram, through Netflix, all of these messages coming at you telling you, you should be this, you should be that, you should be this. You don't need those messages coming from your closet. So just say no, or just say bye-bye. The second thing, some of you may struggle with this, some of you may not, I did struggle with this. Buy clothing that's the correct size. Here's what I mean. Do not buy clothing that you are wishing and hoping to fit into. Have you done it? I have. <laughs> or you buy it and you're like, I got it. <gasps> I got a button. If it's, if it's. And then, you know, you gain two ounces and it doesn't fit anymore. Buy clothing that is comfortable and fits you right now. Because here's the thing. First of all, it's more practical. You can actually start wearing it right away. But secondly, why deal with the guilt and shame of <gasps> thinking about trying to fit into those shorts or trying to fit into that dress and spend the next week, weeks, month, whatever amount of time it is obsessed about that one goal? Like that just doesn't sound like a healthy way to live, does it? Like my life is about trying to fit into a pair of pants? What? I just feel like we have so many more important and worthwhile goals to have in our lives than these like weight goals are fitting into a certain size goals. Now, that doesn't mean if your doctor told you to lose weight or you're just really at an unhealthy place and you need to lose weight, that doesn't mean it's bad to have a goal weight. But a lot of times, here's a little conviction for you that I 
stumbled upon the other day. Most of us can tell you what our goal weight is like this, but do you have a goal for your spiritual life? Do you have a goal for how, how much time you spend with God every day? Do you have a goal for areas of the fruit of the spirit that you want to grow in? Like we have all these goals, but do we have goals on the important lasting things in life too? Just a little something to think about. Buy clothing that fits you right now. Not tomorrow, not next month. Buy clothes that fit you right now. And then my third tip is ignore the size tag. Client of mine, one of my coaching clients was talking about, she wants me to write a blog post or maybe do a whole episode on the concept of being terrorized by size. That was her title and I thought it was brilliant. We are terrorized by size, right? Like what a mental gymnastics course we go through when we have to buy the next size up. And it's just the number in a tag. And it's so arbitrary, right? Because one size at one store is a completely different size at another store. Even from brand to brand, sizes vary. It's just a crapshoot, right? As to like, oh, is a size 10 going to fit me like a size 6? Or is a size 10 going to fit like a size 14? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So isn't it a little crazy that this would be such a big deal to us? Other things in life that are arbitrary, we're able to be like, oh, forget it. Like that's, that's not important. It's just random. But we put so much stock into that size tag. Like, I'll be honest with you. I remember when I was in graduate school, a friend and I were, we went to pick up dry cleaning and we were joking about how when you hang your dry cleaning in your car, you take the smallest size item and you put that on the outside. So like the, the number pointing out to the window is the smallest size number. How ridiculous is that, right? <laughs> like, like that, no, that we even had to think about that is absolutely silly. But we obsess over size. The truth is no one knows what size is in your jeans. No one knows what size is in your shirt. Like other than your dry cleaner, <laughs> no one else knows. So why does it matter? Buy clothing that fits you and you feel comfortable in and don't worry about the size because here, here's another bigger truth. Your value is not determined by that size tag, not in any way, shape, or form. There is not an extra crown in heaven for those that wear a single digit size. You're not going to get to the gates of heaven and Jesus is going to be like, oh, it's too bad. You had to choose the 16 over the 12. No, no. Like we put all this pressure on ourselves, and it's just all internal unnecessary pressure over this whole size game. And we know that the brands are manipulating sizes. We know that sizes are changing. We know all of this stuff. We have the data. We have to start believing it. Size doesn't matter. That tag number doesn't matter. It is just a number. It is not a reflection of your worth. And here's what I think is, is so, I don't know, this is just an idea that I had that I feel like may be helpful for someone listening today. If that like number in your tag is really like bugging you, if that's going to cause you a stumbling block as you get dressed in the morning, cut the tag out. Because you know what will happen eventually? You won't remember what that number was. You'll just know whether or not those jeans still fit or that shirt still fits. Okay, that number is not important. Or just cut off like half the tag, just where the number is. It's not important. I don't know if you guys have ever ordered anything online that was made by a company in Asia where like the small is the equivalent of a size 12 US. Like, oh my word, we can be demoralized by that, right? We're like, oh, I need the triple XL. Wait, how can that be? <laughs> right? You see the Amazon size chart. You're like, ah, 
But friends, it's just silly. It's just silly. It's just a matter of perspective. You have to really go back to asking my size compared to who? There are some women that are smaller than me. There are some women that are larger than me. Every single one of us can say that. So who's to say you are at the wrong size? Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel healthy? Our bodies kind of have this healthy point that they like to stay at. It's okay. (laughs) You don't have to make anyone, including yourself, happy with the number in that tag. They're here. Can I ask a huge favor of you? If something in the show has touched your life, would you leave me a review on iTunes? Throughout the month of April, I'll be giving away two free hours of coaching with me to one person who leaves a review. Screenshot your review and then drop it to me in an email so I know you want to enter. If you've already reviewed the show, that's okay. You can still enter too. I'll give you five bonus entries if you post the screenshot of your review on Facebook or Instagram stories and tag me. Thank you so much for your consideration and for your help. my best three tips for getting shame out of the closet and for wearing clothes that are comfortable and make you feel better about your body image. Ultimately, I think the freedom is in self-forgetfulness, but we do have some practical things we can do just day to day to help us stay free. I'll close today just by telling you one story of a client I have, and she had an article of clothing that she paid a lot of money for, and it no longer fit. And she had been holding on to it, holding on to it, holding on to it because she paid so much money for it. Ugh, but it didn't fit her anymore. And every time she saw it in the drawer, she felt shame. She felt like, I should really get rid of this. It doesn't fit me anymore, but she couldn't do it. Well, after working together for a couple months, she told me the other day that she was finally able to throw it away and how good she felt and how free she felt and how now after a couple weeks opening that drawer, she doesn't see it anymore and she feels so much lighter and so much more free. How much lighter, how much freer could you feel if you got rid of those clothes that are causing you shame that are still hanging in your closet or sitting in your drawer? I hope that you'll take this advice and maybe do a little spring cleaning. I love working with women one-on-one coaching. A new season of Refocus 21 is going to start online on May 17th. So I hope you'll check that out. Sign up for Refocus on my website. It's a group coaching, e-learning 21-day course that is awesome. If you want to just go straight to direct coaching with me, I do have a couple openings this spring, but not many, like maybe two-ish tops. But I would love the opportunity to work with you. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. That's all for today. Bye-bye. Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you.
Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. 